Hello everyone, welcome to episode 167 of the End Focus podcast. I'm your host Andy Corrigan, with me as always is Andrew Brown. Hello. And Tori Wassana. Hello. Uh, and this week is probably going to be a short episode, because all we've really got to talk about is Eastwood. So goodbye. Uh, which, yeah. See you next time. <laughs> Just me and Andrew played that one. Um, but we do have a little bit of news before we get into that. So uh, let's get into that one. Okay, uh, much to everyone's surprise, Nintendo finally added Bluetooth audio to the uh, Switch, thus ending a whole little cottage industry of Bluetooth add-ons to allow people to use wireless headphones. I I had no idea those existed. Uh, Constantly on Instagram adverts. (laughs) I find. I guess if you're under 25 years old and you actually use Instagram. <laughs> uh, and uh, underneath their announcement tweet about this, it was just a load of disappointed people posting pictures of their little gadgets. So I suspect that's half the reason they actually added this, because uh, I think the running theory before was it would kill battery <laughs> power. But yeah, I- I'm glad it's here. I used it on the bus the other day. Uh, work- worked fine. We did have the discussion in the Slack during the week about Bluetooth types and some latency uh, and you know different experiences with that so it's uh, about finding the right pair for you i guess my um, my beats x uh, earbuds they work perfectly fine very very minimal uh, lag if there is any but for example i've got some bose exercise headphones that i use on a microsoft surface pro 2 when i'm working out uh, they do have lag on that device so just because you have a pair they might not be the perfect fit for this um tori what was the uh the bluetooth technology you were talking about that has low latency so it's a bunch of letters so hopefully i get them in the right order i think it's aptx you lost me <laughs> yeah uh, it's basically a bluetooth low latency uh codec that some devices have uh, obviously the switch supports it if you're getting low latency audio from any device that has that as well. Like my Pixel Buds, I've got the Google Pixel Buds. They don't have that technology, so I can't even play games on my phone with them because the well. lag between the sound and actually hearing it, too great. Yeah, I mean, some of these headphones are made with the purpose of music. Therefore, if you're just listening to Spotify, you would never notice a lag. It's like when you watch YouTube or play a game, that's when that sort of stuff comes to light. Well, typically the phones, when you're watching videos, it'll delay the video to match with the audio like it compensates mm-hmm. for the audio lag games can't do that and in actually trying to troubleshoot that lag with my surface pro problem a lot of the faqs just said try downloading the video and watching it because then you'll you'll find your operating system will take care of that for you <laughs> yeah i think with any bluetooth uh, a mild delay is kind of expected but i, I'm, I welcome this um i i when wireless headphones became a thing, I was initially one of the resistors of, like, that doesn't really matter. But I'm too used to not having wires around me now. So, so that's that. That's that's welcome. Still no news of a, a September Direct yet. Hopefully uh, incoming news on that very soon. Uh, but yeah. So with that, let's uh, get on and talk about Eastwood. Okay, so Eastwood is a top-down adventure game uh, in the vein of... The Legend of Zelda. Um, it's also drawing comparisons to Earthbound, you know, because of its uh, art style and story. But uh, I haven't played Earthbound, so I can't really. This game comment, is nothing like Earthbound. Anybody who said that is an idiot. <laughs> um, but 
you know, it kind of does reference Earthbound a little with its little homage yeah. with its in-game game. There's an there's an in-game RPG called Earth Home, I think it's called. Uh, Earthborn. Earthborn, yeah. Uh, mm. Which actually is Dragon Quest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, uh, so in Eastwood you play as both John and Sam. Uh, they're both uh, living in an underground settlement in kind of a post-apocalyptic scenario um everyone living in the settlement is terrified of the forbidden land which is the outside and the surface uh, and they're ruled by a instantly sketchy uh, mayor uh, john is kind of a, a minor in the settlement and sam is a little girl that he found mysteriously underground and everyone's terrified of her because she's got white hair and she's a bit weird that's kind of where it starts uh they make some uh discoveries and cause cause the uh, mayor some trouble and he banishes them uh on a train and that's when they start journeying journeying east uh and visiting other settlements out in in the the real world that uh, everyone's terrified of yeah the uh the zelda comparisons are the my strongest connection with this so far um you know just the uh, the dungeons and the puzzles uh some of the boss fights are uh, a very Zelda-like. Um, the structure isn't so far. Uh, I'm partway through chapter two. Have, have you got past chapter three yet, Andrew? I'm midway through chapter three, and yeah, like uh, it's a little like Zelda. But you're right. There's there's a lot more story sequences that take place in town. There's a lot of dialogue in this game. It's very story driven. Mm-hmm. It's very character driven. And then you'll you'll get your quest. Uh, that you have to do to solve the latest problem and that'll send you out into a a dungeon like area and that's where the fighting uh takes place and then it's it's very much like a zelda game mm-hmm. and yeah so you're working way through these dungeons you're collecting keys to unlock doors you you're solving puzzles to beat rooms uh you even get the uh getting locked in a chamber thing while you beat all the enemies <laughs> the combat gameplay switches things up a little because you can switch between uh john and sam uh john at the moment for me, just has a frying pan and bombs, but I'm pretty sure he'll he'll get more things later on. Yeah, I I got him. He's got kind of a shotgun thing, which has very short range, but it's pretty powerful, and a flamethrower, which uh, oh nice. The flamethrower is actually more useful for solving puzzles than for fighting, but mm-hmm. that may change. Yeah, and uh, Sam, she has uh, non-violent abilities where she can shoot a beam of light at things. So if there are mushrooms, you can use them to light up dark areas and uh, stun enemies, which uh, I guess comes into the uh, combat strategy a little bit with this, especially when you're dealing with a lot of enemies on mass. But uh, yeah, I mean, you know, the the Zelda gameplay structure side, I'm enjoying this uh, a whole lot. The the story is incredibly entertaining. The writing is is pretty damn good. Um, a lot of the characters you meet along the way are hilarious. Um, there's there's one who's in the the opening town. Uh, are you talking about the accordion guy? No, uh, the, the guy who's Miyazaki. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I noticed that, too. It was like, um, interesting reference. <laughs> yeah, he's just straight up Miyazaki. Yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm very early doors. I'm interested to see how um, how it evolves. Obviously, you've, you've hinted at uh, how quickly you get some of the other items. And also, like, we were having a discussion about length. I saw a review that reckoned it was like 37 hours. But how long have you been playing? And you reckon you're already halfway through? I'm at 10 hours and looking at just the inventory screen and how it fills up, I'm halfway through the game. Uh, so unless 
there's a lot of stuff that keeps going after I've uh, filled up the quest item screen, then this game is about 20 hours long, maybe. I, I can't say. I, I haven't played it, but I'm very skeptical mm-hmm. that it's 37 hours long, even if you do that Dragon Quest sub-game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I need to go back to that. I haven't done that outside of the, the bit where it forces you to, so I, I should probably double back. Yeah, I played it for about a half an hour, and I feel like I got pretty far. I got to one of the first bosses, and there's only five bosses, so mm-hmm. maybe three to five hours to finish that. Nice. And uh, I have absolutely no idea what effect it actually has on the, on the, the core game finishing it. Uh, it might just be a basically a mini RPG just hidden inside this action-adventure game. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, um, the, the other thing I have is, what the hell's going on with the fridges? So the, the, the fridges <laughs> are where you save your game, but every time you do it, they hit you with an existential crisis. you got to keep your memories yeah. fresh. <laughs> <laughs> Philosophical fridges is a, a thing I wasn't prepared for. <laughs> uh, yeah, but really enjoying myself so far. Um, the art style is incredible. Um, I, I think most people would look at it and see it as like typical uh, Chucklefish style, but yeah, the the art direction of this game is, is very, very good. And well, the music is phenomenal. Yeah, all that stuff's good. It's, it's important to note Chucklefish is just the publisher. Uh, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. The developer is... is picnic i think p-i-k-n-i-k so it's something close to that i should have it written down but i don't chucklefish does have an eye for quality and has an eye for aesthetic and it definitely falls in with stardew valley and wargroove stylistically but it's Mm -hmm. it's an uh, an independent developer has made this uh pixpill is the developer that's it just with the writing like i don't want to go too much into it because I, i feel like that's half the fun um just early impressions i feel like this could be a strong uh, game of the year contender yeah that was my first thought that's the <laughs> the only notes i have down <laughs> was a picture of <laughs> gordon ramsay it says delicious finally some good you know gordon ramsay word food because <laughs> <laughs> this has been a really mediocre year for switch games so far i have to say and like this was the first one i think since griftlands where i've, I've played it and i was like hey i could actually see myself listing this as a game of the year thank god mm-hmm. finally something <laughs> that i can unabashedly recommend because there have been games i've enjoyed but nothing that i could put on a game of the year list without a big old asterisk on the end of it mm-hmm. well, actually i did have one negative experience with with eastwood in that it uh crashed after a lengthy story segment and then when i reloaded i had to go through the whole lengthy story segment again and wasn't able to skip um, yeah, bit disappointed with the autosave there. It was the from the second boss fight after you get the oh. the the lever um, to getting on the train. Wow, yeah, that would have sucked. I had a similar experience, but the, what I had to sit through wasn't nearly as long. It was only a couple minutes. Uh, Tori, you were hanging on to see what opinions were like on this one before picking it up. Yeah, I mean, it's not really the sort of game that I typically go for, but. Um... Both of you have been really excited for this, and my best friend has also uh, recommended this to me, so I was hoping to hear a bit more about it, see if I was turned on to it. Mm-hmm. Still not and... not sure. It's <laughs> it's seriously a... Um, it just doesn't look like a genre I typically play, so... Well, that's fair, but the super mm-hmm. reductive elevator pitch. It's The Last of Us meets The Legend of Zelda. Yeah, I, I had that thought as I, well. <laughs> I dislike one of those things, so... <laughs> I don't blame I will... you. 
<laughs> and I love Zelda. But yeah, I uh, look forward to playing more of it this week. We're hypothesizing from uh, Andrew's progress that there's probably seven to eight chapters. I, I tried Googling and, and got nowhere except other people guessing around the same region. So yeah, I'm on most of the way through chapter two and uh, Andrew's partway through chapter three. So we'll uh, we'll keep you uh, abreast of our progress in that in the, the coming weeks i guess wow this is gonna be a really short episode yeah. yeah i was expecting more eastward talk but i guess if the experiences had playing it you don't want to uh, yeah mm-hmm. it's hard to talk about it's it's super episodic for one thing like chapter mm-hmm. one is hard is very different from what you're doing in chapter two and in chapter three there's another new situation and a new setting so uh, you can't really talk about the game without spoiling the whole dang thing so <laughs> mm-hmm. it's difficult I wish I could talk about Deltarune, but it's not out on Switch yet. <laughs> Chapter one is. <laughs> yeah, I was going to talk about. I'm going to replay that and talk about it next week because mm. I finished Chapter two today, and I'm dying to talk about it, but I want to keep it Switch focused. Hey, <laughs> we had a name change. <laughs> <laughs> not according to my directory. Okay, well, that, that that was a hell of a hell of a short episode. But uh, what are we playing in the coming week, Andrew? Let's start with you. Uh, my copy of Nino Kuni Two didn't get delivered on time, so I'll be playing that next week instead. <laughs> and sorry. Um, so I said last week I was going to play Amnesia this week, but I've put that off because I've actually got a capture card coming soon, so I can start streaming the Switch games that I talk about on the show. Mm-hmm. So no. Amnesia finally. I don't know. Can I spruik my channel? I was just going to joke that you forgot Amnesia. <laughs> I forgot Amnesia. That's good. I like that. <laughs> uh, oh, God knows. I haven't thought about it. Um, Eastwood. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'm still on my other football manager obsessions on other platforms. So yeah, I'll see how it goes. Maybe something from the backlog if, if uh, Eastwood comes and goes quickly. Um, but I don't, I don't think that's going to be the case. Uh, maybe I'll surprise you next week. Thanks for listening to this episode of In Focus. If you enjoyed this episode, brief though it was, please leave us a review on iTunes. It really helps us to get noticed. And you can also listen and subscribe on Stitcher, Spotify, and other podcast services. Make sure to check out our sister shows, PlayState and the Power of X, and join our Discord server where you can interact with our GamePodular community. Follow us on Twitter, YouTube, and at GamePodular.com for updates, news, and other content. The links are in the show notes. If you'd like to support our shows, you can buy us a coffee or become a GamePodular Patreon and details for both are found on our website thanks in advance this episode was edited by andy and you can follow him on twitter at flame roast toast i'm andrew i'm at play critically and you can read my long form reviews at playcritically.com tori is at stew2 that's s-t-w-t-w-o and she's also streaming on twitch so twitch.tv slash tori s-t-w
I'm gonna let that slide. But anyway, um, <laughs> well, what the hell? We we gotta stretch this episode out to at least a half an hour. Let's yeah. talk about the Last of Us. <laughs> <laughs>